Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Rory O'Connor from Scurry. How are you doing, Rory? How are you doing, Leonard? Great, thanks. So tell me a bit about, uh, you have you recently, Scurry recently were named among the top 50 retail tech startups operating globally by RWRC. How did that come about? Tell more about that. Yeah, I suppose uh, it, it came about. We actually entered the competition well before the COVID situation. Um, and it was a, uh, it was basically, it's basically a retail week um, competition kind of search that happens every year. Yeah. When they look for the you know top 50 retail tech. It's going for about four years or so. And um, so we put our, put our name in the hat uh, by filling in the application form earlier on. And we were selected as one of the uh, top 50 um, companies uh, who would be providing retail tech for the, uh, for the modern world. I think it was a bit of a, I think it was a, bit, a little bit of a coincidence that, you know, it, it happened uh, in the COVID time because the judging and, and that happened almost pre-COVID. But uh, we were delighted to be, uh, to be seen as a, an essential piece of retail tech. And I guess more than ever now, you're, you're, you're essential as well. Absolutely, I suppose it's it's really far more. Um, I, I I suppose uh, focused on the online retailing in these days uh, with with COVID and lockdown. So um, we just find that that accolade has uh, has really boosted our kind of online presence and people becoming aware uh, of us in the marketplace. Now talking about COVID, how has COVID nineteen changed the way you do business? So, in some ways, it's changed a lot, and in other ways, it hasn't changed at all, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were ready to work remotely in that, you know, some of our people work remotely uh, all the time. Yeah. Some of our people, you know, from time to time, as where necessary, would work from home. But in general, we had, uh, you know, an office in Wexford where people, you know, turned up to, um, you know, most days. But uh, when, you know, COVID kicked in and we started to go into lockdown, we had to move remotely. So technically we had everything ready for that. Yeah. In that, you know, we had all the tools and technology and ability to do that. But it's a different way of working. So, you know, you're not, you know, meeting somebody face to face every day and you know, you're on endless Zoom calls and things like that. But you know what? It's a minor disruption for the um, you know, for the business and in reality we're able to keep everything going uh, as, as per normal. And also, I guess you can, you can cut down the cost as well. Yeah, and I mean, for us, you know, being together is, you know, has in the past has, has certainly been important, but it does, uh, you know, it is, it is a cost, uh, it, it, it potentially is a, a cost saving. Um, certainly, you know, we had a lot of travel in the past, and you would actually look back and wonder whether all of it was necessary. I think some of it is, but uh, you, you would wonder whether all of it was necessary. Yeah, because I'm looking right now, I've been doing podcasts for four years, and most of the podcasts I've done, I've done via via over the phone or Skype or Google Hangouts or Zoom because I don't have to be meeting in person. But if they're in Dublin, I want to meet them face to face. And at times I miss that, but I've been doing it for so long. I'm used to it now, and I'm sure with you guys too, that would soon be the norm as well. Yeah, it's becoming a bit of the norm now. Look, you know, sometimes you know meeting somebody, as you say, face to face, building a, a personal relationship with somebody. Um, there, there's certainly benefits to that. Um, but I think. In a lot of cases, we defaulted to the, um, you know, to the personal where, 
you know, there's lots of reasons where the Zoom or the Hangout or whatever can work just as effectively. Yeah, and I guess right now, if you're when somebody is living abroad, because of the way they're going out with flights, it's hard to do that. So using this technology means you can do meetings more than one a day now pretty easily. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, I, I, I tend to be on Zooms from the other morning. I had uh, six six Zooms by 10.15 in the morning. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, it's, it's Zoom, and, and Zoom after Zoom. And that causes, you know, so I suppose other challenges. I find myself quite tired in the evening, a different kind of tired, if you yeah. know what I mean, because you're looking into a screen, you're kind of uh, working on the, out of a screen all day, and there isn't that break maybe that you had of having uh, personal meetings maybe in the office or whatever. But as I keep saying to, to everybody, you know, it's a small price to pay for, you know, for safety and for doing our patient about COVID. And also, Lester, so if you got to go uh, on journeys to and from meetings or whatever, work and your longest journeys, that puts more stress. With, with this work from home, less stress involved, so it's, it's easier in some ways. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely easier in some ways. And it's amazing when, you know, you do something, something like this happens, you can see that it breaks, the, it, it just breaks the old habits. And you look at things from it, certainly from a different light. So I think we will be assessing, you know, even if things went back to normal next week, which is not going to happen, uh, you'd certainly be assessing things and saying, well, you know, can we, what did we learn from the, 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 the previous, pre- previous period? And I guess you know, you're all thinking that will remote working become the normal in the future? Um, I think it'll become far more, far more acceptable. Mm. Um, I think, you know, uh, the tide was turning on that in any case, but I think this will um, show people that remote working can be more effective, more productive, uh, etc. I think it suits certain, you know, it, it suits certain types of tasks and roles. We found some meetings harder to do, the more maybe creative meetings which need lots of kind of interaction yeah. um, sometimes take longer to do uh, and take uh, you know maybe a couple of turns to get the same kind of output but in general um, you know the, the remote working has you know a huge amount of advantages. Now I'm thinking just 20 years ago you couldn't do this because technology you need to do this cost a lot of money it's come down in price scale down so it's so much cheaper. Well it's, it's, it's the old chestnut of you know technology you know breaking down the barriers and driving down the costs yeah. Um, you know, everybody has Zoom on their phone. So, you know, everybody has a smartphone. Everybody has the ability to have a Zoom or a Hangout now. Um, you know, you see the kids doing it. I see my, my teenage kids having Zoom, you know, meetings with their friends, having fun, doing quizzes and stuff like that. So, you know, it's ubiquitous and it's just the standard uh, now. So, uh, yeah, it's, technology has made, a huge, uh, has made a huge difference. Especially with broadband. Because 20 years ago, broadband didn't really exist as such. And now it's everywhere, more or less. Yeah, and again, even it's not even twenty years ago that we were operating out of a small village in in Wexford called Duncannon, and we actually moved to Wexford Town because we didn't have the level of broadband that uh, allowed us to continue to work there. Um, that's less than ten years ago, yeah. probably about seven or eight years ago. So it has changed dramatically, even in that in that space of time, and that's why the national broad, broadband plan is so important um you know you know how it's done that's a different thing but getting broadband to everybody uh it's just it's just essential and uh, it's key for you know productivity and the ability for you know people to work in Belmullet or to work in Carasivine or wherever that may be I think now COVID-19 has made uh, broadband necessity for everybody in Ireland so the broadband plan will have to be uh, fast-tracked sooner rather than later to get it working because otherwise if you face the pandemic again we could be screwed. 
Yeah, and I think it just shows how essential it is and what how we can utilise our workforce. Everybody doesn't have to move to Dublin or to Cork or to Galway. Yeah. Um, they can actually effectively work from, from home and it gives a new dimension, I think, to the, the, to, to, the, uh, to the working population in Ireland. Yeah. Now, most of your clients are actually in e-commerce space. So how has COVID-19 made them adapt and what, uh, adapt to, the, to what's going on? Yeah, so look, in our business, you know, we've been dealing, we kind of almost exclusively deal with online retailers. So, you know, we've already been kind of, uh, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid in terms of online. We believe in online, you know, we've been part of that kind of journey. So most of our, our customers, uh, and there are exceptions to it, are doing well because they have, uh, you know, built up their infrastructure to be able to deliver and to be able to fulfill customer needs from online. So most of our customers are doing well. However, within that, I suppose there's always there's winners and losers. So you see some of our customers who would maybe have niche and speciality goods would find it challenging. So if you're selling, you know, I don't know, snorkeling gear or, you know, stuff like that, that you know, that's completely locked down, uh, you know, your sales at the moment are not good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you see, we do see some losers within there, um, but in the, in the main, uh, across the board, um, online volume is up and, and up dramatically for us. Yeah, and I guess losers are the companies that you said, like you do snorkel gigs, goods that won't, so you can't use actually in, in this lockdown or pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, people just don't have the immediate need and probably can't see the immediate need. So even though the weather is fantastic and, you know, probably that gear should be selling well at this point in time, um, because you can't get out there and do it, it's probably not dri- driving the sales. Um, but in you know, in, in general, um, pe- people are doing well that are in, in the online space. We're also seeing increased amounts of people looking to either accelerate what they're doing online or to get online where they haven't had before, and especially so in the Irish market, where I would say our you know the on the, the online sales business has been dominated by UK companies because yeah. they have more choice and reach. But I think you've seen uh, companies now in Ireland who realise that, you know what, if we're going to compete, we have to be online. So I've seen a dramatic increase in online um, new companies looking to go online uh, in Ireland. For me, I'm thinking of people who are doing restaurants. They've never turned to online because they're now doing deliveries. Yeah, this is the amazing part. Like, you know, areas that, you know, we've seen growth in, but I've seen now phenomenal growth, grocery and food uh, deliveries. Uh, you know, absolutely, he's seen phenomenal growth, and you know, it's it's even accelerated before. So everybody has seen the uh, you know the the guys going delivery um, um, bikes and all that previously just eat deliveries etc. Yeah. But I mean, it has just absolutely uh, accelerated, and of course, people like Buy Me and that were delivering for um, delivering for uh, the. German multiples and stuff like that uh, are seeing fantastic increases in demand. I suppose in a way that that's good because uh, the companies are diversifying and what it's doing is it's making sure they're, they're still staying in business. Absolutely. I mean, in, in this situation, to be, able to, to be able to compete, with, you know, I've seen local hardware stores. There are some that have online presence and, you know, they're doing, uh, you know, I, I presume reasonably well because people are getting deliveries and there are ones that are closed at the moment. And um, I'm sure if you were sitting there looking at your competitor across the road, uh, you know, keeping their business going and you're sitting on, you know, rent to pay, rates to pay, yeah. uh, stock uh, in your warehouse, 
uh, and you can't get out there and interact with your customers when there's a demand for it. Um, everybody's painting and doing what they, uh, you know, doing their, their DOI jobs at the moment because there's nothing else you can do. Um, but that must be very frustrating. Yeah, because I can just imagine if someone spent years building up a mom and pop store and suddenly a mom and pop store can no longer be because the uh, mom and pop didn't didn't foresee the future and go technology advance and get in the latest equipment to make sure they could do this. Yeah, and you know what is always the great thing about mom and pop stores and speciality and niche stores is their product range. They probably have the bits and pieces that you'd still be surprised when you go onto Amazon what they don't have. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're looking for something. And the advantage that the mom and pop store and the speciality store is all those, you know, extra product ranges that you probably don't find in mainstream because it's the long tail. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, retailers need to realize that I suppose there's no point in. Um, really competing with Amazon or whoever with the you know the top you know must have item, yeah. but it's the longer tail items that you won't get there that you know offers the opportunity. And you can mix them in with the other ones so that people will come to you. But I think that's where the opportunity often lies, uh, and people don't realise the advantage maybe of having a mom and pop or a speciality store. And I guess right now you're going to see a lot more online stores popping up because of this, which is a good thing as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, more choice, more availability, um, and, you know, you can still shop from home, so you can still put your business to, you know, an Irish company or a local company or something like that, so you still have the choice, and um, I think that's, um, it's great to see more and more uh, stores going online. And I guess, if you're shopping locally within Ireland, you have less of a footprint to worry about as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So... Um, that means that you're not sending the you know the van from somewhere in Middlesex, you know, across the Irish Sea um, in a truck, you know, to a distribution centre yeah. and, and, and out. Yeah, it reduces absolutely reduces the, uh, the the carbon footprint. Now, come back to what's going on at the moment, the COP nineteen. What trends have you noticed that are happening? Yeah, I suppose a couple of trends that we're noticing that are happening is you know smaller, smaller, uh, smaller um, businesses going online. The ones that kind of resisted going online or going online yeah. resigned to you know god you know we have to get up I, I meant to get off my ass before but I, I never did and this has been the, uh, the the reason to do so second thing is in the consumer population as more and more people are buying online so the amount of people that I've spoken to have said you know what I, I was amazed I was talking to a, another journalist actually he said uh, you know I bought my first runners online um said, you know, I, I, those are the kind of things that I'd normally go, you know, I'm walking down the street, I'd walk into the uh, to the local store. And you know what, they came and they were the right size and they worked, surprisingly. Yeah. I don't know, you know, but, uh, you know, and they were, he said, I, I've never bought those kind of products online before. I've always looked at it for kind of speciality products, but, um, you know, I'd probably be doing that again. It was so hassle-free. I didn't have to spend time in town dragging stuff around town, etc., I was able to do it at 12 o'clock at night, pick out my stuff. It was there, you know, in two days' time. I, did, I, I had no hassle. And when you break the habit, I think, you know, people will shop more online. So even after this ends, people that used to shop in, in, in town will probably do still a bit of it, but they'll probably do a lot more online. So the world has really changed uh, in, in, that, in that side. The second thing I th think I see with businesses is the more and more use of, you know, uh, AI and machine learning. Yeah. So you're seeing uh, the bigger companies release, like, 
uh, I think I saw Salesforce releasing Einstein to their customers. Einstein is the Salesforce's uh, AI platform for free for a period to give them the opportunity to use, to, to use it during the COVID-19 uh, situation. So these type of you know very cheap access to artificial intelligence for merchants, etc., allows them to plug it in and to get ahead, I suppose, of the game and, and, and get that new technology up and running. So um, I think we're going to see a lot more, you know, bots, AI and machine learning being used um, in, in the future because of this. And we're probably accelerated years because of it. And I guess because we've all got more got smartphones, it's easier to adopt technology as well. Absolutely. So, you know, today we had uh, some, I was talking to someone with, uh, we were having a Zoom meeting. They said, oh, my machine needs to update. And then she said, oh, sure, I can do it on my, I can do it on my smartphone. Yeah. I can do exactly what I was going to do on my, on my laptop, on my smartphone, because uh, I have Zoom on it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's amazing what we have in our pockets and the ability to shop, to, you know, to, uh, you know, meet with people remotely, to, um, you know, to practically do most of the things that uh, we thought were impossible 10 years ago. Because I'm right now looking at stuff, like I was buying stuff on Amazon a couple of days ago, one touch buying, and I can do it online within, within a, under a minute because I knew what I wanted, went in search and clicked, it knew who it was because it, it, it saw my face on the phone and clicked, yeah, that's wrong, and go ahead and buy, and it could do all that. Whereas in the past, it was... A, a long process of doing this. Yeah, taking the friction out, that was always the problem. So now, as you say, you got all your information in, in, in the phone. It um, you know, allows you to kind of, you know, almost have those one-click, you know, purchasing. Yeah. Um, right through from, as you say, you don't even have to put your password into the phone anymore. You just show your face. Next thing you're in, you know, you can talk to Siri and say, you know, bring up Amazon. Yeah, you or, or the the Android alternative to that, you can you know then hit your product and hit one click ordering. So you know, almost in one click, you can do the whole lot. Yeah, for me it's great because I was trying to buy. I've got a, at home an old Nintendo Wii. I wanted to plug into my new into. I've got a modern TV, it's about under two years old, and the connection wouldn't work. So I was looking for a connector that can connect my Wii into that into an HDMI. And I went on to Amazon, and the first two suppliers wouldn't find all, and the third one would. But under a minute, I was able to order it anyway, which is pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And look, with Amazon opening their new warehouse, I think we're going to have less of the and less of the not delivery to Ireland. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, there's changes. There's changes afoot, and people. I think merchants need to just be aware of Amazon, understand how Amazon works, see how they can work with them, uh, and use them to their advantage, not rather than their their, their disadvantage. I think it's that that's really important. Yeah, because you got to think Amazon. And it's got some good and bad things, but look at the good things it does. Concentrate on that and you'll be all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's it. There's, you know, you look at anything with positive and negatives. It's about finding what are the positives for you as a retailer and applying that. And you, you just cannot you just cannot ignore them, I believe. And I think that some stores that want to go online now might decide to just go on and sell via Amazon. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know the fulfillment by Amazon, whilst it does cost, it allows you to um, it, it allows you to you know manage your inventory. Um, you know you put all that online business. You can focus on you know just getting the products up there uh, and selling to your customer. And all the rest of the complication, you can leave that to Amazon and pay them for it. So it provides a solution there that um, 
you know, that, that allows you to get into the online world without a huge amount of, um, you know, overhead and, um, and, and stress. So, yeah, I think um, Amazon is something that retailers absolutely need, need, need to consider. You got 10 years ago, it was all about eBay, but I think Amazon's replaced that and made it a much better place, safe place to work in as well. Yeah, eBay is. We're seeing eBay, uh, you know, has ha, is having a huge resurgence uh, in the COVID uh, time. So, you know, people are decluttering. They're, you know, they're spring cleaning. You know, they get really again getting rid of goods. Them. I think the auction side of eBay has dramatically increased. Um, that means more traffic, and I think you're going to see more and more um, merchants kind of using eBay again. So I, I think eBay, you know, isn't done and dusted. Um, certainly, Amazon is way, you know, has overtaken, you know, absolutely. But I think uh, um, you're going to see a good competitive kind of um, um, push from eBay. They have a new CEO recently as well who came from Walmart and he has uh, lots of experience in product and um, you know meeting consumer needs and from the Walmart side of things. So I think uh, I'd watch out for eBay. Yeah, for me, it's good to have ticket patterns in the marketplace that way no one gets too dominant. Absolutely, and there, there's, there's an absolute need for that, yeah. And um, eBay is a good bit behind now, but uh, I think you know you see with these changes there at the moment. I think um, uh, I, I just watch out for for, for a resurgence of eBay. Yeah, I think that, I think you're right about that because I know that uh, people don't realise it's still there and it's slowly creeping up. And because it's a kind of a well-known brand name already, it doesn't take much to get it back to where it once was. Yeah, I mean they do fantastic. You know they do a fantastic amount of business. I, I, they're definitely in the top ten. You know e-commerce. Um, you know e-commerce businesses in the world, not the top five. Yeah. So you know they're 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 up there. I actually think they're in the absolutely in the top five. When you take um, Ali and um, uh, Amazon and that out, with they're absolutely up there. Yeah, and uh, and in one way they're different to 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 uh than that to Amazon because Amazon is. Sellers sing themselves and also with other stores, whereas eBay is just only sellers only, different sellers. Yeah, I think, you know, from, from a merchant's point of view, eBay is safer in that, you know, they're not, uh, there's no, you know, there's no eBay product, there's no eBay warehousing. Um, they're not competing with, uh, with, with with customers directly. So you sell your goods, it's a marketplace, it's a channel. Um, I suppose one of the challenges of Amazon is that it's a, it's a channel, but they're also a competitor yeah. um, to, some, to some extent. So that, that is the challenge with, with, with Amazon. But, um, you know, as I say, there's the good and the bad with Amazon. I certainly think any merchant has to consider um, ha- having a presence. Yeah, because I'm thinking right now, if you look at what they've got, uh, Amazon is more or less a third party involved in this world, but eBay there's no third party. Yeah. Which, Absolutely. which makes it more safer in some ways as well. Yeah. So look, I, I think, you know, it's kind of like your stocks and shares portfolio is the way forward. So if you've got everything in one channel, yeah. um, certain risks of that, there's, you know, there's the chances that, yeah, you can specialize in that channel, etc. That's good. But, yeah. uh, you know, any, you know, Warren Buffett doesn't have all these stocks and shares in the one, uh, in, in the one stock. So they don't have all these money in, in the one stock and share. So I would say, you know, have a portfolio model. You need to think about eBay. You need to think about Amazon. Uh, you may want to look at other channels depending on the type of category of product that you're in. Yeah, and also if you're somebody who wants to buy and sell shares at the moment, I'd be looking at people like eBay, Amazon, and also Zoom and Google Hangout and Google because they're the ones that are, are going to make me making money. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Zoom... 
Um, Finn were having a you know kind of a crazy ride at the moment, not without its challenges, growth yeah. challenges, of course. But um, you know, um, we've certainly not seen huge uh, impact to us as a, as a company, and we've been using Zoom almost since day one uh, when we started. And uh, it's a it's a fantastic product. I've used for about two years now, and I think I think it has got its benefits. People now are now fighting, fighting, getting to use Zoom and didn't know what was there. I'm going, it's been there for years. Yeah, I think we were we, we had Zoom, you know, at least eight years ago. So it's there for a long, it's there for a long, long time. Um, and uh, you know, it, it really broke the. We we found Cisco WebEx very difficult to use. You know, highly expensive. Yeah, we weren't really able to afford it, um, etc. And Zoom kind of broke in as the kind of. Uh, the challenger there and we picked it up very quickly quality was really high and we've been using it since so it definitely as a tool for 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 remote working I, I i like zoom yeah and also recently the i look at microsoft teams that's coming to the fore as well now yeah i mean i i have to say, I, I hadn't used Microsoft for quite some time. I had kind of gone to the other side of the, uh, yeah. uh, I'd gone to the to the Mac side of things, and um, we'd still use Excel and um, you know and Word and that. But we hadn't been using many of the Microsoft tools. But I used Teams recently, yeah. and again, this situation is causing us to use all these different tools. And uh, I was really pleasantly surprised by. It. I think it's uh, you know, it's a great tool. Yeah, I think it's good if you can have more than one tool to use. And guess one breaks down, you get a backup. Yeah, it's handy. Yeah. Because I'm using right now Google Hangouts, I'm using Skype, I'm using Zoom, and now and again FaceTime as well. So I've got all those things that one place so I can use the other, which is handy. Yes, yeah. And then certain people maybe have restrictions on the corporate side. Yeah. So that's why we found that Zoom was quite good because it didn't require a download. You could do it directly from the web browser um, because some of the solutions do require you have some kind of a... Uh, you know, you have some kind of a download, and yeah. that can be challenging. For instance, Hangouts, we use all Google products in terms of, you know, Google Sheets, etc. For again, for quite some long, a long time. But at one stage, um, you had to have a Google account before you could uh, sign into Hangouts, yeah. and I think that was that was the big challenge. Yeah, and also now a lot of stuff now with Nick is all now cloud based. You don't have to worry about that own stuff you set onto your computer. It's all up in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that, that was, again, one of the advantages uh, that we found um, when we started the company and we were selling cloud-based software. We said we are, as, they, as the phrase is, going to eat our own dog food yeah. and we're going to have everything will be cloud-based. And everything from our accounts package, there is no down, you know desktop download uh, software in Scurry. Um, everything is you know cloud-based uh, in some way. So we don't have any servers um, yeah. that are not in the cloud. Uh, we have servers in the cloud. We don't have a physical server. And um, so when we had to move, everything was in the cloud. You just logged into everything, and that was not a problem to us. Yeah, 20 years ago, you couldn't do Now you got PaaS, IaaS, and SaaS. All that now is made a lot easier. Yeah, of course, you know, 20 years ago, Salesforce probably was just coming into existence in, you know, 2000. Um, so, you know, this was the uh, the dream back in those days when, you know, when cloud started. And, um, you know, they were probably the, the leading edge and the only thing out there and found it very difficult to sell this. And funny how the world changes. You can remember years ago using, uh, using CRM software from Zoho years ago. And those days you had to download on the computer and it wasn't cloud-based as it is now. And last year, you interviewed uh, one of the top guys uh, uh, about this, and I said, yeah, I've, I've used Zoho since 
the late 90s when you first had a, had your uh, built-in firewall and everything else. So I know you guys for a long time. And you've been proving it better because with the cloud, you made our cloud base, which is a lot easier and le less, uh, and all, in some ways, more secure as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, you, you, you would say that it was more secure, but you lose your lap laptop with, you know, a, uh, a piece of software that's, uh, you know, uh, a desktop software and... Uh, uh, you lose your laptop and everything's on it. How secure is that? Um, at least with your cloud base, all you get, all, you, all you're losing is the browser. Yeah, and it means when you want to reinstall again, you, you can get up an instance of what you last used and up open minutes rather than months or years. In yeah. Some cases. Yeah. Because I've seen guys who've had software and then when the machine actually crashed, had to go and replace and everything else. Whereas nowadays. If it crashes, it's in the cloud. Put it in a machine, and you can you can have backup running with it like that, more or less. Absolutely, absolutely. And anything else without the podcast? Um, I think I think we've covered. I think we've covered everything there. Uh, yeah. We've uh, kind of went to. We had a good spin around everything. Um, I think my kind of parting message is for those retailers that are not um, that are not online. You know, it's not as difficult as you think. It's something that you're going to have to, you know, embrace now. Now's the time to do it, um, and uh, you know, get yourself up and get get yourself up and running. And there's a lot of people doing clinics, like the um, e-commerce association of Ireland, and you know, there's various. Uh, they have a mentor. They have a mentor uh, system where they can appoint a mentor to uh, to online merchants that are merchants that are wanting to go online. So there's lots of help out there at the moment. People are trying to be helpful and get people up and running. So I just advise to kind of have a look around and the Leos and people like that are all trying to trying to get businesses. Yeah, and also there's grants where you can you can claim for certain grants that help you go online as well, which can be used. Yeah, yeah. So I advise you if you're gonna if you're gonna go online, look to your local authority or any bazaar or whatever else. Ask them. There's grants available they can give you, and they will help you get online. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and the e-commerce uh, association of Ireland definitely has a mentoring program. Some of our uh, some of our guys are actually working on that with retailers having them get online and sharing their experience. Right, that's great, very much. Thanks for that, Rory. Have a have a great day and good luck in the pandemic. And hope it works out for you guys. Thanks a lot, Ronan. See you on the other side. Take care. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye.